What's up, team? Before we head into the episode, I just wanted to take a second to give a special shout out to Just Move. That is my online subscription platform. I have hundreds of workouts over on Just Move, anything from cardio, strength, mobility. We even have other coaches on there. You can do yoga, dance, and so much more. And right now, we have 50% off an annual membership. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to JustMove.com and let's get moving. What's up, team, and welcome to the brand new KaisaFit podcast. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. My name is Kaisa, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Les. Les, what are we getting into today? Hello, hello. Excited to be back again. So I would love to learn a little bit more about Kaiser Fit, the Kaiser Fit Empire. You know, last time we talked about your background, how you got into movement, why movement's so important to you. I think a lot of us are so familiar with this incredible brand that you've built. Um, But let's talk about what's behind it, how that (sighs) happened. I don't even, how did it happen? That's that's (laughs) the best place to start. I don't even know where to begin. I think the the biggest thing about what's happening right now is it's constantly evolving. Yeah. Um, I would say that back in the day, once I realized that I wanted to be a trainer for the sake and sole purpose of I wanted to get the world to move, I started learning and trying to educate myself on other ways I was going to be able to do that. Like how, besides just training clients inside of a gym, how was I going to be able to really expand my goal? Um, and so when social media came along, that was one of the avenues that I jumped on really quickly because it was going to be able to help me kind of speak to a wider audience. But everything else wasn't planned. (laughs) There was no, it wasn't like, okay, one day I'm going to do this and then I'm going to be able to have apparel and all these other things. So um, it's a very roll with the punches situation right now. Um, I've been fortunate to have a lot of these opportunities, but my number one goal and purpose is to be able to get the world moving and create products that help people to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the magic in that is that's been your purpose the whole time. And you've kind of kept that same mission and purpose, but it's manifested in different ways. Totally. Totally. Well, I think that's one of the most important things is being able to, like, you have to, I think goals are very important in life, um, but you also have to be able to be flexible in how they're going to happen. And I, growing up, I was a very rigid, like, human being you know like this is how things are gonna go this is how I'm gonna do it and when they didn't go my way my life you know was like fell apart and and it was really um hard for me to kind of put things back together so when business started coming along what I realized was one of my the things that I need to work on the most is being able to roll with the punches a lot better and be able to know that like I have a goal and I have a mission I don't know all the steps that it's going to take for me to get there I know that if I'm way more open-minded and I allow a lot more help than I think at the end of the day, I'm going to be able to get there faster. Um, and so that's kind of been my goal in the back of my mind. Mm. Yeah. I love that you brought up help. Oh yeah. Was asking for help something that was hard for you in the beginning? Oh yes. Like that was a no, like I didn't do it. (laughs) I'm, I mean, I definitely, again, growing up, like I've just been the type of human being that I can do everything myself and not in a conceited way, but like I can handle myself, I can take care of it. And if I can't take care of it, I'm going to learn how to do it, but I'm definitely never going to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as I started, you know, kind of expanding my business, what I realized was 
that's not possible. Yeah. Like you can't, you're not great at everything, Kaisa. Like you're good at some things, you're great at some things, but you need help. And one thing that was really kind of important for me to realize was you can go a certain distance alone. Mm -hmm. You can go so much further with a team. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I kind of, you know, several years ago when I started this realized and was constantly looking for the right group of people to be a part of the team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if there is someone who maybe is kind of prideful, maybe has a hard time asking for help, what would you say to encourage them to yeah. Well, <laughs> I think I think you have to look at why you have a hard time asking for help. And mine was really um, like almost in some sense being judgmental about myself if I you know couldn't figure it out or couldn't do it. But I think that at the end of the day, you are not you know like perfect at everything. You're yeah. not going to know everything. And yeah. one of the biggest ways that I've like learned and be and been able to be successful in life is by asking for help. Yeah. And people are, I'm more than willing to help people and people are more than willing to help me. So why not accept it? You can't give stuff out and then not receive it at the same point in time. So um, I think allowing yourself to let down your guard a little bit yeah. and being okay, like asking for help for me meant that what it originally meant was like that I was weak and I couldn't figure it out on my own. But being vulnerable as a strength and allowing people in to help you is a huge way that I've been able to be more successful in life. So I'm all about it. Love all about it. the help. Yeah. So good. So I would also like to talk a little bit more about goal setting with you because you mm -hmm. touched on how you previously were a bit more rigid with your goals. Um, something that I know I've experienced is sometimes being a little bit more relaxed about goals actually helps me achieve things that I didn't even know were possible, oh, yeah. right? Like so much bigger and better. Yeah. Have you had that experience? Well, yeah, because goals can honestly end up being limiting. Yeah. And I think so – Growing up as an athlete, it was always goals. Like there were goals, there were things in life. So goal, this is a big topic for me because <laughs> one thing, and I'm going to jump around, um, so stay with me. One thing I really realized about goals was when I was setting goals, I was missing life mm -hmm. on my journey to those goals. Yeah. I wasn't, I was like not even present to experience what was going on in life as I went to the journey or like for me, the first one was, okay, you want to go to college on a scholarship. Mm -hmm. Well, all I ever did was dream about college on a scholarship yeah. and forget all of the in-between and all of the work and all the life that happens there. And I didn't enjoy any minute of it. When social media started happening and, you know, things were going well, I kind of had set this personal goal for myself that I wanted to be on the cover of a magazine. Mm -hmm. And so there were a lot of things that I was doing to make sure that that could possibly happen. Yeah. And when it did happen, it didn't mean anything to me. Yeah. And it was one of the most shocking, like it really rattled me mm -hmm. that I'm staring at myself on the cover of a magazine and something that I had dreamt about for so long, I literally I had no emotion towards. Yeah. And so for me, in that moment, I remember thinking like, this is not this is not what life is. Life is not achieving the goal. Life is the process of getting to that goal, enjoying the moment when you get into, you know, all of the the hard times, the good times, the bad times towards that and on that journey. And then, you know, and then being able to be proud of achieving that goal. But um, goal setting is kind of a love-hate relationship for me now. Yeah. 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 How do you approach goal setting with people that you work with who maybe want to either set rigid goals or want to try to hold you to like rigid? Well, in fitness, it's a little bit more difficult to say there aren't any goals. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I would do all the time with my clients mm -hmm. was 
change um, kind of the way that they looked at goals. Yeah. And of course, you know, everything about what I do is not, we, we're not moving to change the way that we look. Yep. So um, I really wouldn't embrace, I can't say I wouldn't allow them because they can have any goals that they want. Yeah. I wouldn't embrace goals that um, they were focusing on um, when it had to do with changing the way that their body looked. Yeah. I would really try to help them set performance goals. Mm-hmm. Like what is something that you've had, you know, in the back of your mind, like a bucket list or wildest dreams moment. Yeah. Um, and when you allow, I had a lot of kind of middle-aged women at that time. And when you allow them to just wander and think about that, yeah. they come up with the coolest things, mm-hmm. you know? And so for me, it was like really creating an environment where, Whatever they wanted to do with their body was a thing that I wanted to support. And so goals in that direction were, you know, the things that we focused on. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. It was so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So from a business perspective, you know, in the the world of Kaiser Fit, like how has your brand evolved over time? Are there like certain things that you thought you were going to go like really heavy in one direction that you've totally changed course with? Well, one, the fact that you, like you call it a brand is like, oh, <laughs> shit, that's like the coolest thing. Um, Cause I never, I don't, I know this is odd to say, but look, but I was very focused on getting the world to move, yeah. but never really focused on everything, anything else that was coming along with that. Yeah. And so for me to be able to kind of take a step back and look at what's happening right now is a very surreal experience. Um, I think that if there was ever going to be one like product or thing that I would stand for, it would be workouts mm-hmm. um, and being able to sell those online. Yeah. And that's that's the bulk of what we do. And that's my biggest mission in life. So that's always going to be the the big focus. Yeah. One thing that we're working on right now for 2020, which is like literally one of the most exciting things for me is education mm, for trainers. Yes. Um, and it's always been a passion of mine. Yeah. But to be totally honest, I... I guess I would say I've always been a little insecure about heading that route because as a trainer, I don't feel like I know everything. So how am I going to turn around and train trainers? Um, So I'm partnering with my favorite um, physical therapist in Seattle and we're doing that. And so there's a lot of things that are expanding right now, which when you're asking me, I realize like, wow, like we are turning into a little bit of a brand. Um, But I don't think, I don't know. I I still have no idea where we're going. Like I know what our goal is. Mm I feel like I know what, you know, the cake is that I want to make. I don't know the recipe of how to get there. That's how I feel right now. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like there's so much beauty in that because the potential is like anything. Yeah. True. As long as, as long as when people look at the Kaisa brand, um, and eventually what I would love is for the Kaisa brand to stand for not basically not me. Like when you think of Tommy Hilfiger, you don't think of the man, you think of the brand. And I would love for that. And so as long as when people think of the Kaisa brand and they think of, um, you know, like movement and a different view of health and wellness, Mm -hmm. then I will feel like, you know, that we've, we've done, we're doing what we set out to do. Definitely. Yeah. Educating trainers, I think is the perfect way to do that. Well, and one thing for me, again, being a team. So when my, you know, setting out my goal of being like, okay, we've, the world needs to move more. That's just point blank period. We're not healthy. One of the things that sparks me the most in life is movement. So that's the gift I can give back. And I can't get the world to move on my own. Mm -hmm. Like that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And so I think when, when I started kind of having that, that goal and setting that in the back of my mind, I always knew, well, the way to do this is to have, you know, an entire army of trainers out on the same mission. And so 
is giving me goosebumps to talk about, but I didn't have the confidence to do it back in the day. And I, I still, I'm working on it. Now I understand like I don't need to be fully confident in things to be able to go out and do it. Um, and I think, you know, we're going to learn so much along the way, but I think be able, being able to set up that community for trainers, being able to set up higher education for trainers and to just come together as a community is something I've wanted to do for so long. And I think it's one of my most exciting projects for 2020. Absolutely. Yeah. And I also really appreciate you being open and admitting that that is an area where you have maybe a little bit of imposter syndrome, because I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to, but even having those feelings isn't a reason to not do something. Amen. And I think it's great that you're you're still doing it. Amen. <laughs> I will, and that's the thing. I think one of the biggest things in life is I've learned to deal with the emotion of like fear. Yeah. Um, and fear in life, especially around sports, always held me back. Fear, you know, of not being the best or not being perfect. And it's been detrimental in the past. And so now... I hopefully learn those lessons and can take them forward and just decide that fear is going to be there. I, I'm always going to be somewhat of a perfectionist. I'm always going to be critical of myself. Yeah. Fear is always going to come into play yeah. when I'm making decisions in life, but I don't have to choose to let that emotion run what I do. You know, I can acknowledge it, be okay with it, shove it to the side and keep moving. Ooh, preach. And know that I'm going to make so many mistakes along the way. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. Learning to be okay with your mistakes and knowing mm. that like your mistakes don't define who you are. Mm -hmm. And without mistakes, we never learn. So I think there's just been so, I think one of the most incredible things about business and yeah. being in the situation that I'm in right now is it's so directly related to who I am as a human being. Mm -hmm. And it's so <laughs> hilarious, like things happening in my life. It's not like I go sit at a desk nine to five and work for a company that has nothing to do with me. Yeah. It has everything to do with me. Yeah. So anything that I'm personally working through comes out in business and things that I learn in business then in turn help me as a human being. So I feel so fortunate in, in that way. Yeah. Yeah. And as someone who is so much, I mean, the face of this movement, mm -hmm. like, do you struggle to maintain balance? What does that look like if you have a really busy Woman. season? Like, how do you, how do you manage that? Well, balance is a funny word in general, <laughs> yeah. because in anybody's view um, of me, I'm out of balance, right? Like I work 24 seven yeah. in my view of myself. Um, if I wake up in the morning and I am, you know, happy and content and my body's healthy, yeah. then I'm in balance. Yeah. I've always been somebody that is obsessed with movement. I'm lucky that I have a job that allows me to obsess over that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, this past season, um, year, has been a serious struggle for me, which I haven't really dived into. But professionally, um, it's been an incredible year. Absolutely incredible. I got to train a professional athlete this year, um, travel around with him. Our business is growing um, more than ever. It's just been an absolutely insane year. Um, but the toll that it's taken on me personally um, – has been crazy. I've yeah. never been more unhealthy in my life, yeah. which I actually haven't admitted, but that's the facts. Yeah. And so I, I promise I, there were things I was committed to. And I promised myself in December, I would just sit down, not travel anywhere and figure out how I'm going to make 2020 a little bit more of a balanced year in my definition of balance. Yeah, definitely. Don't have the answer yet. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll I see. think that that's so I so appreciate you sharing that because 
I think it would be very easy to like look at you and to look at what you do and to look at your content and think that even for you, you're super healthy and like the beacon of self-care all the time. And that's not necessarily the case. Like we all have seasons where we're more in that flow Mm -hmm. and when we're out of it. Totally. And what this season has taught me the most is to be really, really gentle on myself and really, really accepting of where I'm at. And one of the things, because as I started to get unhealthy, so for me, unhealthy is like the way that I feel performance wise. I'm not in the gym as much. I can tell that there's certain things like I can't do as many pull-ups or like whatever. I know that sounds ridiculous to people, but I can tell when I'm not where I where I want to be mm-hmm. and when I don't feel my best. Yeah. But I think one of the things for me is learning to be okay with the season. And business is amazing and I am forever grateful, you know, for this situation and I think that knowing that business took the forefront this season and being okay with that is something that I really had to like find in myself and and let go of all the expectations that I had set on myself in the gym and performance wise. I mean, those are heavy expectations that I have and that other people have for me, you know, people watch me on social media and have expectations of me being in the gym, you know, 24 seven. And then I'd have to deal with feeling like I'm letting people down and, you know, it's a lot. But at the end of the day, if I'm not taking care of myself and eventually I've ran myself, you know, down so much that I'm not even getting out of bed or doing anything, then I'm not here to serve anybody. So Taking care of myself, being gentle on myself, key learning lessons this season. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that in and of itself is balance. Like, I don't think that balance means we have equal parts of all things at Mm -hmm. all times. I actually think balance does work in seasons where Mm -hmm. if you do have a season where you're kind of hustling pretty hard right now and then your next season you're taking it easy to kind of recharge for when you need to hustle again. Like I think that's what balance is. Well, you had brought up the best thing. Now I'm not going to remember what you were talking about the other day, but it was so like we glorify this hustle so much. Like we glorify like – uh, sleep is for, you know, like when you're dead, yeah. like sleep is for the week. Mm-hmm. Like you got to get out there. You got to hustle. You got to hustle. You got to yeah. hustle. And the glorification of hustle is so ridiculous, yeah. so overrated mm-hmm. and so unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And I think that changing that mindset of like really understanding the balance, balance within yourself, because I think that word is overused, yeah. but and not feeling like that when they use that lingo for the hustle, the hustle, Mm -hmm. the hustle, it's constantly so that you're comparing yourself to somebody else, right? Like, well, they're out here. They're not sleeping. They're waking up at five. They're all, you know, it's like, okay, I am on nobody's journey but my own. Mm -hmm. And I know what's best for me. If I need eight hours, nine hours of sleep every day, I don't care that you wake up, you know, at 5 a.m. and do your damn thing. That may work for you. It doesn't work for me. I know what I need to do to be, you know, the, the happiest, healthiest human being. And I'm okay staying in that lane. Totally. Oh my gosh. I could not agree more. And I think that hustle sometimes gets uh, overhyped because I think actually a lot of hustle is like really unproductive. Like being a hamster on a wheel is not as impactful as like moving with focus and intention, even if that means you're spending less time doing something. Amen, woman. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Couldn't have said it better. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, So for you as an entrepreneur... What is the biggest lesson that entrepreneurship has taught you so far? Oh, my God, Les. <laughs> um, Hitting with the hard questions. Yeah. I, I mean, I literally learn a new lesson on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, 
I think one of the big things for me, and I think, of course, we can keep deep diving into these conversations, but one of the things is it's not as glamorous as it seems to a lot of people. And I think that the reality of being an entrepreneur is like glorified from the outside and it is work day in and day out. And if you are going to choose to be an entrepreneur and, you know, do your own damn thing, which more power to you, it better be something that you love because it will consume your entire life. Mm -hmm. Like I have, I have given up so many things for this dream of mine and I would never change it, never change it. Um, But at the end of the day, I've sacrificed a lot, a lot to be in this place. And I think that, you know, for some people it works and for some people it doesn't. So I don't think that from the outside, like if you're not an entrepreneur, I don't think, I think it's, you don't want to look at that and be like, you know, that we're any better than anybody else because that's not it at all. Totally. At all. Yeah. It's just, it's a different route. It's totally different route. Yeah. And I think one of the most important things is just learning what works for you. Like it's my, um, I, there's four of us total sibling wise and they've all found like what works for them. One of my sisters is a nurse. Like she loves being able to go to work. And then when she leaves and she clocks out, she's done, you know, they look at me and I never can turn off and like, hell no. Like, yeah, some of the things you do look cool, but like, I don't want to do that. You know? So it's like, figure out what works for you in this life. And that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. What has surprised you the most about entrepreneurship before you, um, like started running your own business. I sound negative right now. And I do want people to know I love what I do, but it's lonely. Yeah. It's extremely lonely. I think um, one of the best things that happened to me this year was I really found a business partner Mm -hmm. that I am obsessed with. And I just like, I adore him. Um, And he's the side of kind of like that missing puzzle piece to being able to reach my goals and dreams. Um, but it is a lonely road. Yeah. Like, you, you know, the majority of your day is spent doing your own damn thing mm-hmm. towards your own damn goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, one of the biggest things I realized was this is fine. You know, like we, we've done this for a while, but I am a team player. Mm-hmm. Like I love having people around me. We're all in it, in it together. We're yeah. all doing the damn thing. And, um, and so a big piece of this year was like, we've, we've got to create a team because yeah. I can't keep, I don't thrive being alone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that self-awareness piece. I mean, I think that that sounds like a really big theme for you in terms of balance, entrepreneurship, like understanding what your needs are yeah. and, and making that happen in the yeah. space around you. But it brings it all back to movement. This is why I think movement is one of the most important tools in life because through movement and through my opportunity on a daily basis to move my body, I get so, it just sheds every other layer of crap and bullshit. And I get to, I have this opportunity to be so honest with myself. And so every day, no matter what struggle is going on personally, business, I mean, it's all one in the same every day in movement. It's like my therapy session. We're working through it. I'm figuring out. It's like when my aha moments come on, it's everything that I do, um, gets solved basically through movement. Yeah. Yeah. Right back where we started. It all comes back to movement. It's like full circle. There we go. That's why I believe in the power movement so much. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Having that still be your core mission. Amen. Yeah. Team, thank you so much for being a part of the Kaisa Fit podcast. And a major thank you to my girl, Les, from Balanced Black Girl Podcast, for making this dream a reality. 
You can go check us out at kaisafit.com. And if you have a moment, leave a review on Apple Podcast. This is new and I would love to hear what you think. Thanks again for joining us.